Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the No Name Sports Show. As always, I am your host, Evan Money. And let me tell you right now, folks, it is great to be back. I apologize for the long delay. I have just been uh, a little burnt on creating podcasts. Not that it's uh, something that I was like, ah, man, it feels like a job to do. But I tell you right now, it is definitely something rough to do whenever you're having to do a lot of it on your own. So I do apologize for that. Don't worry. JC, the Blind Jedi, will also be coming back very soon, along with JT, or just Trevor. Along with my boy Primes, you know the other half of Strange Crew. The Strange Crew family is getting back into the full swing of things. I think this is probably going to be kind of how we do things with the podcast uh, for the time being moving forward, is that we're not really going to schedule shows because it doesn't seem to really work out too well. My work schedule is a little hectic. Obviously, so is Prime's, so is Trevor's, and so is Jude's. The big thing about it is I think what works best is just kind of making the content when we have it. We're going to do the same thing that we do with our YouTube videos and that we do with our streams and that we do with all of our other content is get to it as we can. Well, I do want to point out that with that being said, the No Name Sports Show is it's going to be back in full swing, baby. Over the summer, I decided to take a little bit of a break because there wasn't a whole lot of sports news hitting out. But now we got the NFL season back in, and what an exciting week it absolutely was for, for everybody. I mean, the league looks totally different. We got a former MVP who we thought with a new look team was going to be dominating. That seems to be a surprise. We've got some shocking things happening in the UFC right now. And there were some players that decided to hold out that looked like they got some weird contracts coming in as, as the update, as an updated contract. Ooh, that was weird. So let's get into it. So I first want to talk about UFC 293, Adesanya versus Strickland for the middleweight title. I'm going to be honest. This was probably one of the best pay-per-views that I've seen in a very long time. The entire pay-per-view uh, was exciting from top to bottom. So Tyson Pedro got a uh, started off the pay-per-view with a first-round knockout. Uh, insane. Um, and then it got followed up with Justin Taffa doing the exact same thing. Uh, and then we also got a very exciting unanimous decision fight uh, with Manel Cape. Cape? Cape? Cop? Cop? I think that's how it is. It's pronounced. He's a huge prospect. I say prospect, but he's been a champion in other places. He's coming in, and he's riding high, and he fought a guy in Felipe Dos, Dos Santos who really showed up. I'm going to be honest. Dos Santos looks like a guy who's going to be a problem in the future for people. We got a very exciting submission with a very rare choke that you rarely ever see, and it was an Ezekiel choke as Alexander Volkov submitted Tai Tuavasa, who was a fan favorite. Now, i got to be honest with you. It, it was a crazy pay-per-view, but what really was surprising was the main event. So, Sean Strickland versus Israel Adesanya. Sean Strickland came out on top with the unanimous decision. When you watched the fight, it was just – it looked like 
Adesanya just could not get out of first gear. It was an insane thing. I don't really know what his game plan was going in or why he was so gun shy. Sean was just able to control the the octagon. He was the aggressor. Uh, Adesanya really only won maybe one round. I had him maybe winning two, but if you would have taken the third round and given it to either guy, I, I couldn't have. I wouldn't have been mad. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, Sean Strickland won in a unanimous decision, forty six to forty nine, and crazy. Now, per Dana White, uh, does sound like there is going to be a rematch with this. Adesanya uh, has definitely been kind of the heir apparent to Anderson Silva as far as the GOAT for the division. Uh, with that being said, though, personally, I'm not a big fan of the rematch. I think that Adesanya coming off of the, the win over Pereira, your first title defense back and you lose in such an unimpressive fight. Um, you know, it, it just, to me, you know, you have, uh, you have other guys waiting in the wings right now at middleweight, obviously, uh, Drake Duplessis and, and Jared Cannonier are, are chomping at the bit. Obviously Marvin Vittori and Pablo Costa are, are making cases for themselves. You know, Pablo Costa is getting ready to fight against, uh, against Hamzat Chemaev. And it's, it's weird what's happening with the middleweight division because with Strickland on top, it could be something that surprises people for a little while. Um, it could be like a Chris Weidman, you know, uh, Luke Rockhold run where the title kind of bounces back and forth between people. So, you know, like I said, according to Dana, Israel's going to be getting a rematch. You know, hats off to Israel. But again... It's to me, it feels unwarranted. Like it doesn't feel warranted at all. So, uh, anyway, with that being said, let's move over to the uh, NFL. And you know the what an ins an exciting week of football. You know, I had kind of talked about the preview uh, a few a while back about kind of the where people were sitting. Um, as far where teams were sitting, as far as what the expectations should be. Uh, I had a episode recorded actually for the preview for week one, but my microphone, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to get a new microphone because this one is definitely feeling a little weird and it sounds weird. So if I sound weird, I do apologize. Uh, but let's dive into it. You know, let's, let's get right into it. So, uh, <clears throat> we're going to kind of, you know, we got obviously some contract holdouts, some major injuries happening, um, and some impressive things happening. And, you know, again, I'm going to go ahead and then I'm going to get into what I view for the next upcoming week and kind of talk about the, the matchups that I'm excited about seeing. So let's get it off. So obviously it started off with the reigning champion, Kansas city chiefs hosting the Detroit lions. Now, a lot of people coming into this game really thought that Detroit was kind of uh, like a sneaky favorite, like a sneaky underdog. Um, I do have to say, like, Detroit has done a very good job of rebuilding up their team, like of, of retooling their team. Uh, they had a great showing last year from their defense. 
as long as I, my feeling for them is as long as Jared Goff doesn't cost them the game, they should be all right. So with the Chiefs, the Chiefs are in a weird area because, you know, no receivers, no, uh, no Chris Jones at the moment, and also no Travis Kelsey. So it's, you know, you the question going in was, you know, the Chiefs could be beatable. They, they absolutely could. And it, and it is true. They absolutely could be beatable. And it turns out that they were. You know, the, the Chiefs lost by one point. And I, I'm going to be honest, you know, watching the whole game itself, the, the drops from the receivers was very bad. It, it wasn't like Mahomes played horrible or the defense played horrible. The drops from the receivers definitely hurt because uh, there were it was a lot of key stuff. And it definitely looked like there wasn't a whole lot of trust and you know in like hey this is my guy i'm going to like if kelsey was out there um you know the biggest one that's taking the biggest flack right now is Kadarius tony he dropped quite a bit of the passes that he that were thrown his way and you know i'm not going to take anything away from Kadarius. you know he he had five targets and only one reception nobody really had as far as the receiving core had like high receptions. So that was probably the biggest thing was the ball got spread around a little bit too much. Uh, Valdez Scanling and, you know, the guy that everybody's kind of watching to see what he does, Justin Ross, they, I felt like weren't targeted enough. They were the ones that showed quite a bit of, you know, trust. Like they they were going to have a bit of trust, you know, shout out to Rashad, Rashid Weiss for getting a, a or Rashid Weiss, Rice for getting a touchdown. Uh, that that looks like it's going to be a good combo. Honestly, the Chiefs. This isn't like a panic button thing for the Chiefs. You didn't have your anchor on the defensive side of the ball. You didn't have your go-to guy on the offensive side of the ball, and it really showed on the offense. The thing that I think nobody's really talking about is the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery were able to really kind of get yards whenever they needed to. Jones was really missed, missed a lot more than I think people want to admit. I know there's this crazy thing right now where people are like, you should just trade him if he doesn't want to sign. Well, I get the guy wants to get paid more, and I fully understand that. Uh, my opinion on on paying a guy more is, is it going to damage the future? So... That's where I kind of sit with it. Now, we're, we're going to talk about that because some, there's some developing stuff with that. You, most of you guys should already know. Uh, I do want to talk about – oh, actually, let's just get that out of the way. So Chris Jones has signed a new contract with the Chiefs, but it's just for more money for this year. So he's still on a contract year, which I think is good. I think if he comes in and shows that he's going to be the reason why we – make it back to the Super Bowl and he's going to be the leader of the defense, then great. You've made a good argument. Um, if he comes in and, and doesn't really perform to his level that we're used to, we have a lot of guys that are coming up that, that need to be paid. Um, you know, you start looking at guys like Legereus Sneed and Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith, you know, they're, uh, they, they did some restructuring on Joe Tooney's contract to kind of fix this in for Chris Jones. 
So well-deserved for Chris Jones. Obviously he, he deserves everything that, that's coming to him. Um, I just, you know, if it's going to be at the detriment of the team's future, it's not worth it. You know, we're seeing that kind of what happens in LA. It's cool. You got these two or three star players. Doesn't help. Um, as far as the, the Lions are concerned, though, I think the Lions got a lot of good things to be, you know, be prepped for. Uh, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown looked like a stud again in the game. You know, they uh, they honestly could be a, a crazy, just a crazy contender. You know, I think this is going to be great for a guy like Hayden Hooker to be sitting on the bench with a team like this and knowing that you have a guy to, like that to develop. And once he gets fully developed and he's ready to go, he'll be able to come in and be a part of a team that's just fucking stacked. You know, um, when this team gets Jameson Williams back, it's going to be at another level, in my opinion. Again, it's all going to be, does Jared Goff lose games for you? If Jared Goff loses games for you or tries to play as the hero or is relied on to win the game for you, it's going to be a little rough. And that's just how I feel about it. So moving on, uh, the next game we're going to talk about was the uh, introduction for uh, Bryce Young into the NFL and against the uh, new look Atlanta Falcons. And I say new look because Desmond Ritter, you know, we got to see a little bit of him last year. And I, I still you, I still kind of feel like he's a little bit of a rookie coming in and playing. Um but yeah, boy, does this guy got some talent surrounding him. Uh, you know, Bijan Robinson is a fucking stud. He's everything that you was hoping that he would be. Um, you know, the Falcons went, you know, put up 24 points. They were able to take this one. And uh, while holding the Panthers to 10, I think the Panthers are still obviously kind of in a rebuild mode here. But the Falcons and the Falcons fans have a lot of good stuff to look forward to as long as Ritter and Robinson and, and Pitts and Drake London kind of start to hit their stride. Um, you know, obviously everybody everybody hypes up Kyle Pitts because he is supposed to be the you know one of the next great tight ends. And I think this is a good chance for now that you have a running back, you know, in Robinson who is a, a fucking stud. I picked him up on my fantasy and I'm so happy about that. Uh, and then you have a guy like Drake London who, you know, is hopefully going to develop into one of, you know, the a really good, talented number one for you. And then you have a young guy in Desmond Ritter who, you know, honestly, I, I think will be able to develop and because he's not really in the spotlight. So there won't be a whole lot. There's not an expectation on him, which I think will be great. Uh, as far as Bryce Young, rough day, honestly, you know, you know, 20 for 38, went for uh, 146 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. You know, it's it was it's a rough thing because you know with a rookie, you know, quarterback, it, it's always going to be rough, especially if you took him high in the draft and you really didn't do a whole lot as far as like putting a lot of talent around him. Now, with that being said, they're they're they do have some notable people really kind of on the defensive side. Um, you know, they have, they have Adam Thielen, which 
you would think would be a great thing, but this is an older Adam Thielen. I don't think you're going to get the same play out of Adam Thielen that you used to. Um, Hayden Hurst will be, you know, probably be Bryce Young's favorite target most of the season, in my opinion. Yeah, at least he was this time. Um, and kind of, it'll, it'll be a lot of short check down stuff, I feel like, for him. So definitely uh, interested to see kind of where that goes. I, you know, again, if you're a Panthers fan, just trust the process. So um, in a non-shocking move or event of things, the uh, Cleveland Browns basically decimated the Cincinnati Bengals 24 to 3. So as a Chiefs fan, this is good. Um, no, I'm just saying, I'm just kidding. Obviously, you know, Bengals are our rivals. So, um, yeah, Bengals looked very pedestrian um, as far as on offense. They did not look like the, the Bengals team from, you know, the last couple of years that we've gotten used to. Uh, Deshaun Watson and, and Nick Chubb really kind of uh, taking the helm on the offensive side for the uh, Browns. I mean, holding, you know, holding the one of the most high-powered offenses to three points says quite a bit. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to talk about, you know, for Cleveland, I feel like this has been probably something that they've been long-awaited. You finally have a guy at quarterback who definitely could be one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And he was definitely on his way to that. Now he's got a lot of talent around him and it's just, I don't know. It's it, hopefully, you know, it'd be nice to see them kind of get back into contention. Um, I don't know. As far as the Bengals, again, it's like with the chiefs. I don't think this is something to worry about. You know, Burrow was out for a while. Your chemistry's off a little bit, so you, you got to kind of get a feel for it, you know. Uh, Jacksonville versus, you know, Indianapolis. Jacksonville came away 31-21. Uh, I guess the big thing about this is, is, you know, Anthony Richardson, pretty good day uh, as far as his first game. Rough draw as far as getting a, a Jaguars team that, is looking to make a push this year. Um, I personally think that the Jaguars are, are going to, you know, take their division. You know, Trevor Lawrence, Jaguars look like they're on pace to do some good things. Um, really good to see what, you know, what came out of Anthony Richardson. And uh, a lot of good things for the Colts fans to be, you know, be happy with. Uh, we're going to just run by some, some scores. So, uh, Tampa Bay versus Minnesota. Tampa Bay came away with the win, 20-17. to uh, Derek Carr and the New Orleans Saints faced off against the Tennessee Titans. New Orleans Saints won, 16-15. Uh, San Francisco 49ers versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Brock Purdy back in form, looking good as the 49ers win, 30-7. to the Washington Commanders versus the Arizona Cardinals. I always still want to call them Redskins or football team. I don't. And it just depends on the day. 
So uh, Washington comes away with the win, 20-16. to 16. Sam Howell looked decent. Decent. Uh, let's talk about the Houston-Baltimore game. Baltimore won the game 25-9, so not a surprise there. It looks like maybe, you know, maybe some things might be going Baltimore's way. Uh, but again, it's, it's against the team that drafted a quarterback high, you know, CJ Stroud did not look, you know, didn't really perform up to the way I think people were expecting, but again, who does he have around him? Not much, you know, um, Will Anderson looks pretty good though, you know, as good as you possibly can look, uh, the receiving core for the Baltimore Ravens, I know, was kind of something that was a big stickler. Uh, you know, Zay Flowers got targeted 10 times. So definitely, he, you know, found the guy that Lamar wants to go to. Uh, Odell and, and Bateman, really, you know, if these are the numbers that they're putting up, uh, I'm just going to be guarding Zay Flowers all day. That's all I'm saying about that. Um so, again, you know, just interesting kind of how – just interesting to see kind of how things unfolded. Uh, you know, the Ravens did uh, lose J.K. Dobbins for the rest of the season, so that's going to be a huge factor for them moving forward. And, you know, we'll kind of go from there. So, uh, next, the uh, Jordan Love era in Green Bay started off great as he outdueled Justin Fields and uh, they won 38 to 20 over Chicago. The Jimmy Garoppolo era in Las Vegas got uh, started off with Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Las Vegas came away with the win 17 to 16. The Philadelphia Eagles versus the New England Patriots. Philly kind of picked up right where they left off with the winning ways, winning 25 to 20. The Miami Dolphins faced off against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. And again, with Tua being healthy, the Miami offense is going to be deadly. They win 36-34. The Los Angeles Rams faced off against the Seattle Seahawks, last year's surprise team. And maybe the surprise is over. Rams won 30-13. to now, the Dallas Cowboys in a rivalry game against the uh, New York Giants. Uh, Dallas flat out just beat the dog shit out of the Giants. 40 to nothing. So, very rough there. So, uh, anyway, let's talk about the Monday night game. So, the New York Jets... Hosted the Buffalo Bills. The Jets ended up winning 22-16 to in overtime. And let me tell you, the Aaron Rodgers era started and ended. So Aaron Rodgers uh, literally went 0-1, uh, got sacked, and now is out for the season. Uh, don't worry, though, because you guys have, you know, uh, a great tandem running back duo in Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook. Zach Wilson actually looked relatively good uh, under the circumstances against a you know, pretty good Bills defense. Uh, 
And I'm going to be honest, the Jets' defense really stepped the fuck up. You know, Josh Allen was uh, 29 for 41 with 236 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. This game was very entertaining, I'm going to be honest. Um, I, I'm gonna, You know, people were, like, stunned when Rodgers went down, and I kind of was too because it didn't really look like a very – it didn't look like a very aggressive hit, is what I'll say. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, you, you, they didn't rely, they didn't have to rely really on Zach Wilson to win, but Zach Wilson didn't lose the game for him. And I think this is going to be a good moment for Zach Wilson knowing, hey man, you were going to be a backup all year, but now it's time to play the game. So now you got, you know, a mentor like Aaron Rodgers, maybe Aaron will stay on the sideline and kind of help him out. You never know. Uh, but really cool because the Jets ended up winning the game on a punt return in overtime. So that was pretty sick. Uh, so that was the week's games. I'm going to be honest. It was, it, was a, it was a decent, interesting week. Very interesting as far as some of the things that were – some of the things that happened. Um you know, looking forward to, you know, week two, obviously coming up uh, tomorrow, we have Minnesota versus Philly. That should be a, you know, pretty decent game. The game I am actually interested in, and it's not because I'm just, you know, not because I'm a Chiefs fan, but it is Kansas City versus Jacksonville. Kansas City coming in off of a loss and Jacksonville kind of coming in high uh, with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder from last year. Also, the Jets and the Dallas game. Can the Jets defense continue its dominance against a what looked like a very good uh, Dallas team? So that'll be very interesting to see. That those are the games I'm excited about watching, and uh, I'll get a chance to actually stand out and watch them. So, well, folks, I'm gonna wrap it up. I'm going to go take a shower and go to bed. So I appreciate you guys tuning in again. I apologize for the long break. A long break like that will happen with more notice if we do it again. So please stay tuned. Um, JC, the Blind Jedi, and I are actually going to be talking about the state of the UFC and kind of where we think, uh, you know, some things are are looking like they might be heading as far as uh, the future of the UFC. When we just talk about that, we're just going to talk about something we talked in the car the other night. Honestly, that's what it was. And it was a really good conversation, and I want to bring you guys in on it. So uh, with that being said, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you for sharing the love. Thank you for being patient with us. Um, ooh, oh, also, at some point here very soon, I'm going to bring on a very special young man. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to interview him. He's a great kid. He's training MMA right now, wants to make it a career, the commitment the dedication and the maturity level that this kid has is insane. And I'm, I'm becoming a real big fan of his. Uh, I'm excited to actually kind of, you know, go to some more of his competitions in jujitsu and kind of watch him grow as a fighter. So I'm excited for that. I cannot wait uh, for that interview. I got to get the time scheduled, you know, with his mom because he's, you know, a kid. But, uh, no, his mom is uh, super cool, uh, super sweet lady. She's awesome as well. So uh, with that being said, we love you guys. 
Stay strange, and we will see you guys in the next one. Peace.